Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade. Happy Tuesday. Happy 90 Day Fiance Day. If I have to turn this car around <laughs> is the name of this episode. And um, it would be funny if we were talking about our own lives and our own uh, angry dad moments. And maybe even if we've said this to our own child, but mm-hmm. we would be talking about children and parents. This episode is titled that Why? Because Bilal is a murderous, evil monster who actually pulled that move on Shida this week. Sorry, I was trying to rearrange yeah, my chair right. there while I was get, talking get to yourself, you. Get yourself going, girl. Oh, she got spin up, spin down, clear the throat. All of it. Pop it up, lock it. Okay. All right, <laughs> you're in. Uh, Dr. Baby Girl, can you believe what you witnessed? Well, I mean- as we per- have a lot to get into. Yeah, but. because I was running so far behind this week with all my, you know, shows, and I, I normally watch this at this time and this at that time, and because I was out of town and I just got back, I watched it last night, and I was disgusted. I was shook. Mm-hmm. I continue to really hate Jabri and Bilal, <laughs> and now I'm coming around to Patrick, who I thought I would hate. I know. I do you see what I'm logged in as today? Jatrick. A Jatrick. It's jo- the love story I'm here for. It's oh, John and Patrick. I know. It's the only story that is long term the relationship we need to be invested in. Yeah. I oh agree. my God. I have so much to say about them. Yeah. So much to say about um how I'd like Martin Scorsese, who I know is listening, to go ahead and start making this movie mm-hmm. about them and their family because yeah. there's something there. Yeah. There should be a totally different soundtrack to the Jatrick scenes. <laughs> I need them to be Rolling Stones, Give Me Shelter. I need to, I need it to be every Martin Scorsese movie when they cut away from a picnic table and the boys are crying. It needs to be it's just a shot away. It's just a shot away. I mean, that is exactly what I need to be happening here because that is the story. Yeah, it was really, really sweet. And I was not expecting that. I hadn't seen any spoilers about that. I'd seen a lot of spoilers about Bilal and I'd also seen spoilers about the steak on the floor, but I hadn't seen much else. And I did not, I wasn't, I didn't see it coming. And I was like, Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting to like Thais as much as I do. Wasn't expected to enjoy these brothers and their home alarm business is extremely successful because that's a quite a nice house. 
I am glad for them if it is. Yeah. I just, the whole thing. I just, the whole thing. I'm here for the whole thing. I'm here for the whole thing. And I am, I'm deeply invested. Jatrick. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shipping Jatrick. Okay. Same. So before we get into this, we have so much to talk about. We had so many couples featured. The only ones who weren't on this week were Emily and Kobe, mm. actually. So we're going to see them next week. And, you know, of course, since we can't have nice things, Kobe will probably just turn into like some horrible, evil underground being or something. Oh, we, as soon as we love a person, they just do us so dirty and get so nasty. Yeah. Anyway, that's next week. Um, but, but before we get into all the couples that were featured this week, we need to do another reminder. June 11th. I keep wanting to say July. Man, that's my bad. That's not good. Mm-mm. June. June 11th. Coming June up. 11th at Rock Bottom Brewery, north side of downtown Chicago, Chicago North. Um, that is where we're going to be on June 11th from 430 to 730. We're going to do a bunky meetup. We just found the place, but we've announced the date for quite a while now. And we don't have a list of dates that we're going to be regularly going to places in the future, just FYI. I mean, that's not nearly the organizational level we're at yet, mm-hmm. or the, or just the life planning level with kids and families and all of that. So we, you know, when we figure out a place, we'll try to give a month or two notice. That's kind of how we're doing it now. So this is our Chicago one. Come see us come have fun come meet your bunkies it's just a hangout it's a, it's gonna be a fun experience we're gonna have little swag bags if you can rsvp that would be wonderful that's in the notes below you can see the link and if you go on our pink shade facebook group you can see it there if you join us there um you can follow us at pink shade pod i don't do we have any links on twitter at pink shade pod no but i could certainly any put it there to, that would take yeah, maybe. that would take no effort at all I could post do it. a little link there. Okay. I don't know about the TikTok. Oh um, God, I don't know. Uh, we don't even. Never mind. Pretend yeah. I didn't say don't, it. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We take it all. I take it all back. Okay. So go to the other places. Anyway, that's that. Anything else that we have to announce this week? Patreons, as always, we're covering extra content. I have something to say about Patreon. Yeah. Yesterday, I was scrolling through the old Instagram, and I didn't get to put up a lot of Instagram stories this past week because I was uh, traveling, and I just. I mean, sometimes I can do it, but really to do an Instagram story, which takes you 30 seconds to go through, does take me like an hour. <laughs> so it's, I'm, I'm not saying it for sympathy. I'm just saying I'm old and to, to make it funny, it takes me a while. So she has to sit in her chair. She has to get her readers. I have to concentrate. To all of her graphics. You have I, to have your screenshots. I have to concentrate. I have to concentrate. Yeah, I have to say, I have to, sometimes members of my family will come through and we go, Hey, we're going to do this. I go, no, I'm right in the middle of an Instagram story. I can't stop. Once I start it, I can't stop it because then it'll be a break and I can't. And they're like, okay, grandma. <laughs> it's basically giving us vibes of like my fourth grade book report is due and I need to put it all together tonight in my trapper keeper. That's Mary Payne doing an Instagram story. Totally. Totally. Monday. So last yeah. night I was scrolling through the gram and I saw, <laughs> you're not going to tempt me. And Temptation Island, which we're covering over on Patreon, there was, a, there was a video. So guess what's happening this week on Temptation Island? Final bonfire, bonfire part two, and a reunion. It's a two hour. <gasps> yes. Okay. Great. Yes. So that's going to be the, that's, that's the end. That's the end. And then along with uh, Welcome to Plathville, of course, which is giving us 
every bit of our life that we need. We're not here for mama mouth hole. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if she tells us childhood trauma. I don't care if she tells some terrible things happened to her. I don't care. I do we not feel are. sorry for her because though she we has hate her, she has traumatized her family. Yeah. And uh, one doing an arm pull in your den, a step ball change in your kitten heels is not going to change it. Nope. It's going to take a lot more to change our opinion. A lot. Head over to Pink Shade Bunkies on Patreon if you want to hear more of our just rage and venom toward Mama Plath because it has been building for four years now and we are in a white hot rage. We can, you cannot put out this fire. We're covering it over on Patreon. She has traumatized her family and um, we're never going to forgive her for it. Nope. Never. She's going to try to say Barry did it. And I, we, we have Uh-oh. seen with our own eyes who it was. So you can only blame so much on Slender Man. You can no, not, ma'am. Yeah. Nope. Okay. So we're covering that over on Patreon. Sorry. Although we could just launch into it today. We could. And don't. Can don't. It's, I tell you what, you think I don't say a lot of bad words and I don't go off very often. <laughs> you ought to hear me go off on her. Good grief. She brings it out. Mm-hmm. She brings it out. I swear to God. She like As soon as we see her on the screen, it's like, it's like a visceral reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, so anyway, we're doing Plathville over on Patreon. And we're also going to be um, talking to someone from Love in the Jungle. That's a new show on Discovery Plus. I'm going to be interviewing Paige from Love in the Jungle. That'll be on uh, Sonia's Toaster Oven Patreon. And uh, you'll be talking to Amy Phillips about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. And we're going to put that on Pink Shade Patreon too. Yeah. I originally asked her to talk to me about Molly Shannon's book and she wrote me back and said she had no time to read Molly Shannon's book because she was too invested in the Depp Heard trial that was taking up all her free time. So I said, well, let's talk about that. (laughs) So now I've been doing a catch up on it. Now, I mean, I've been hearing like the highlights and stuff, but I haven't really but guess what I'm doing after this? I'm logging right into Court TV. I'm going to watch the whole damn thing. I could just go watch it live. It's <laughs> 10 miles from my house. But it's I have so it. close to you. I know. I know. I want you to be a creeper. Maybe get like an outside shot. I mean, I don't know. God, Do you, if, boo? What if just I was on watch- jury duty? That would have been oh. a dream. But it didn't happen. You would have been, well, you would have had to say many lies to get on there. Do you know anything about pop culture? No. Well, I guess, you know what? We could just say no and be. And be, and be somewhat accurate. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. So you guys, here we go. Let's get into 90 Day Fiance, If I Have to Turn This Car Around, Episode 6, Season 9. <laughs> wow. What a title. What a title. Wow, Bethany. Wow. What a title. Let's not start with that asshole. Okay. Let's start with Vinny and Ari. Okay. okay. So Vinny wakes up and is immediately served a Keurig pot of coffee Mm -hmm. to which he says is this coffee never mind i like hot water and i have to say to him we're sorry for american coffee (laughs) we apologize in advance everyone who comes over here from europe and i mean definitely i well i don't know about ethiopian coffee but i would assume it's the very very dark dense we've seen it so yeah we've seen them make it on the street and it's like yeah it's like mud but that's what yeah yeah. And Ari's like, well, at least you won't have heart palpitations afterwards. And I'm like, oh my God, give me some of that. I could use that. Anyway, I also am sorry to Benny because he's obviously going to have to braid Ari's hair now because she's on the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. She's going to be on the struggle bus now, guys. And mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, she had to give up her nanny 
Now she only gets a two-bedroom apartment paid for. So, you know, the life of Ari, it's a hard one. She won't have a nanny. She won't have a hair braider. But but Mimi was always in the kitchen, like, making that homemade bread. Mimi was doing it all. So she needs to see about getting a a, a visa for Mimi if she wants to continue that lifestyle. Yeah. And we didn't know about the whole egg toting backpack, a suitcase pack and toting eggs, finding eggs, harvesting eggs, harvesting the American dollar. We don't know if any of that was true or how much of that was or whatever was happening with Binham's yeah. sisters. We'd love to find reunion. out at the reunion. Yeah, we would love to find out what's happening with that. But we know that we. it doesn't seem like Mimi, the nanny, the housekeeper, the everything else is coming over. No. So here they are just by themselves with baby Avi, who is the star of their scenes. Always. Could not be cuter. Mm-hmm. He is like fully active in all the scenes. He's like, what are my lines? He's like, <laughs> ah, bah, 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 bah. He talks all the time, which I love. So cute. I know. He's just so He's just a little bean laying there in the bed. So they're going on a whole adventure. First of all, they're going to see downtown Princeton, which is beautiful and rich. And it's, you know, every kind of like new england town look not yeah. but not new england you know the clapboard and yes. the high-end shops and the nice fine dining restaurants and the cute cafes and and it's and it's it's beautiful looking but it's a very affluent area yeah and hence why it looks like so perfect and ari keeps reiterating this to binyam because he's just enjoying it he's looking around and he's saying oh it looks so much different than you know, our old neighborhood in Ethiopia. And I mean, you can tell this is where rich people are living. And she says, yeah, you know, you have to have this much money to live here and blah, 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 to live there. I mean, she did point out some like fun restaurants and stuff, but I thought, man, she is like launching into how none of this is possible. Don't even think about it. This is way beyond our reach. It seemed to me like she was coming on very heavy with that right away and i was like like calm down let let him enjoy i think as you say your culture yeah i think that she was trying to say to him this isn't really my culture because yes she grew up there but she her whole adult life she's been traveling and you know but she has come from immense privilege immense and you know way more than than most people in the whole world you know not even in the united states you know her dad's a you know, well-known doctor. She has, he has apparently works. The mom, you know, is like a nurse coordinator at the hospital. Like this is her lifestyle and it can be their lifestyle if they choose to live there. Because even if they get just regular people jobs, like work in a bar, restaurant, grocery store, whatever, they can still live like that because they've got the parents, you know? They exactly. It's generational wealth mm-hmm. at this point. And so, I think what enrages people, and I can feel myself getting a little bit enraged by this, but I tend to save my anger for people like Bilal, mm-hmm. who hate women yeah. and are just being evil to all womankind, or Ben uh, and his, and his uh, wonky what? eye. Like yeah. I, I save my rage for like the religious hypocrites. <laughs> Correct. So, but I get why people are get so crazy when Ari's on screen talking about how they have to struggle and they don't have money and they really need to like worry about finances because everyone's like, your safety net is so obvious. This is right. like hearing Shep complain about not having uh, a paycheck or something on Southern Charm. Mm-hmm. It's like, we know you have mailbox money. And right. so him admitting it is better. Yeah. Than 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, but Ari's not doing that. She's like, oh, what are we going to do if we can't pay the rent? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to get evicted. Right. I'm sure like you, just like the rest of us, you know, have the <laughs> have the fear of getting evicted if we can't come up with the money. Right. You don't have that fear, Ari. Shut up. Yeah. I, and it's, I just feel like two ways about it. I feel that way. And then I also feel like she's trying to say to him, like, this is not how everybody lives. This is just how this really rich Ivy League town is. You know what I mean? I think she's trying to say to him, sure. like if they lived in New York City, uh, a mama could not afford an apartment like that for them in New York City, a, a two bedroom, you know. So he's like, I want to live in New York City. She's like, well, right. get ready for the same amount of money for it to be way different. I don't know. Yeah. I And her anxiety plays into it as well, which we both which you reminded me of at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. Like her panic disorder and stuff. Totally. I'm like, that, shit, that shit is real. Okay. But so she keeps anyway. saying like she's in charge of all the finances and I get that. But now that they're Why? there and he literally has lots of avenues to make money when he's able, when he gets the visa and can, you know, they let him work. He is a personal trainer. He's a dancer. He's an MMA fighter. I mean, he does have lots of ways to make money. He's not someone who's coming over here with like, zero skills and no way to make a living like he's probably got 26 more talents than she's got her talent I is agree. travel I blogging i mean you know that's so. the thing and she's in charge of finances but she didn't even she didn't work when they were over there he was working yeah huh. he's got his M mma stuff they've both got tlc he's got his butt bongo experience <laughs> years put into this <laughs> never forget years yeah Never forget. So anyway, it goes on and on with them just arguing once they get to New York City. But we we are treated to Benny trying to start his own flash mob in the subway by like be beginning just a solo dance routine. I loved it. <sighs> so he was like doing flips. I'm like, where is the backup person with the boom box? Oh, yeah. Like, we need to start this right here. It needs oh, to be a little... Funny. Little video. So he, yeah, he's like loving it. He's going crazy. He's like, oh, I can just picture living here. And I'm like, that's what Americans say when we go to New York for the first time. Do yes. you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. so, like, let him, I don't know. The, I, she comes down on him immediately with, like, well, we can't live here right away because blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's kind of what we all say when we go to New York for the first time in our lives. And yeah. he's literally coming here from another country. You know, I just felt like, she was a little bit too heavy handed with everything this whole episode, you know, like just let him have a fun day in America. <laughs> She's a ball of nerves at all times. She's a she ball of nerves at all times. She'd just be like, yeah, it would be fun. But for at least one year, we have to live in this apartment that my mom's paying for. And then let's see how you're. Yes. Here. But she just can't. She can't get out of her own way. She can't. She's just. Wah, wah. I know. <laughs> Did you hear the plague was going around that neighborhood in Disneyland? <laughs> yes, that's how, yeah, totally. It's, that's ex and, he, and Bitney's like, I can't wait to see this and do that and go in the Ferris wheel. And she's like, Yes, the last person who went on there broke both her legs. You know, she <laughs> is really truly an Ari Downer, but I get it. She's also the one who understands the reality of living. Right. Where they're planning on living and how much money they will need, and he just give him one day of happiness. Come well, on, I'm, that's that's all I asked for. I was like, just let baby have his day out. Yeah, let Benny have his day out, and you know he's like the smile on his face. Just let him do it. He's been you know dodging drinks that are coming to your face, but flying very close to him back in Ethiopia. Yeah, speaking of drinks, 
I, I thought that whole thing with the water fountain was interesting because I forgot about it. It probably didn't occur to me that other yeah. countries don't have water fountains. I mean, I've never been to a country like Ethiopia. Do you know what I mean? I've been to, you know, France. So they have water fountains. Yeah. And, you know, it just right. it also wouldn't occur to me to look for one. So for him to be like, what is this? Yeah. These are things this is these are the things about this show that I really like going both ways, other countries and to our country. When people come over and it's things they've never seen before that I've never seen before or I take for granted, you know? I I guess it's the learning channel. Totally. It's the, it's the learning channel. We yeah. are learning. Ning, we're learning things we never wanted to know, and we're learning some things we do want to know. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. These kind of things are fun. I'm like, that's why I'm like, let them run around New York City, take the pictures, take the cheesy selfies outside of the cheesy things, yeah. and like, just have fun today. And yeah. if he says, I want to move here, that's what everybody says. Okay, right. So, all right. Anyway, he uh, he he's not going to let her kill his dreams. He's like, okay, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to do everything that I need to do. And when I work, you're not going to have to worry about a thing. And he makes all these promises that he I knows know. if he can ever keep. But it's his day of dreaming. It's, yeah. it's, I just can't. I just can't. I have to give it to him. And again, he's got the butt bongos to fall back on. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Okay, let's get to the actual horrific relationship that needs to end yesterday, Bilal and Shida. Okay. Oh my God, you guys. Okay, we got to go back to misery. We're going back to Kansas City, Missouri, because we need to talk about how Bilal is um, doubling and tripling down on being a gaslighter, being a controlling, abusive woman hater, mm -hmm. um, being a, uh, I would say, <laughs> I wrote in my notes and I'll talk about why he, he wants to be like a godlike figure in his house to me. Hmm. He wants to be worshiped and adored and thanked and repented to and okay. praised Okay. He wants to be a godlike figure in his house. And that's very scary. That's very scary. That is like one of the worst kinds of things to deal with. He really wants people to like bow down to him and to teach them lessons mm -hmm. and to uh, all of it. Ugh. Yeah. He's definitely into teaching those lessons. I, yes. As we get it into it, I have, so, I have some opinions scary. on the hitting, but, um, we're going to talk about okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it isn't like a clear cut thing. Like, oh, right. she, you know, there's no provocation or whatever. But his reactions to things, how he treats her, the whole, the, uh-uh. Nope. No, sir. No. No. Uh-uh. Yep. I agree. Okay. So we're, we're past the house prank, which is in air quotes always because it wasn't a prank. Mm -hmm. It was mean. It was a trick. Mm -hmm. And uh, his gaslighting about the kids at every opportunity, her wanting kids and him never giving her a straight answer mm -hmm. and acting like it's her crazy mind that's thinking of these things. So we've gotten those things all under our belts. He's introduced her to his family, his kids. It's all been awkward. He's thrown her under the bus at every opportunity. So mm -hmm. now here we are. We're going to a big event. It's Friday night. And the the full name, I looked it up. This prayer night is known as Salat al-Jumah. Mm -hmm. I think they shorten it to Jumah. Mm -hmm. And it means congregational prayer or Friday prayer in Islam. It's like Sunday morning church, he says, for Christians. Because it doesn't only function as meeting together to worship together. It's also like a social hour. 
just like church would be to see the community, to yeah. see your family, to see friends gathering. So that's like, it's like a big night. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, yeah, like a lot of things and a lot of religions. So this is the day they're going to go to this. This is the afternoon, evening. They're going to go to this. And we open with them in the living room, just hanging out, just a casual couple hanging out in the living room, Bilal on his laptop in his little chair, like Colty with his knees squeezed together as tight as they can go. Mm-hmm. And then he, Shida walks in and he's like, Oh, don't you look beautiful? I have a latte for you over there. And poor girl goes over and she is so nervous. She drinks it over the sink mm-hmm. after she makes mention of like, where can I drink this? And he's like, of course you can drink it anywhere in the house. You can drink coffee anywhere. But re- what he's really saying is, drink it over the sink and that's exactly what she does so weird yeah i, like I mean it, everything is like white and and so spotless that she's terrified to drop like today i was putting the baby girl ginger in the car and i spilled coffee all over my hand <laughs> and i was like oh shit i had to go back in the house grab a towel i mean that wouldn't that wouldn't fly with Bilal. I'd, I'd be right i'd be on the next plane back that would be a total i mean that was bad that would never fly. No, mm-hmm. I would leave my chair crooked. It would be just oh, gosh. You know, yeah. hardcore slovenliness. So I, don't, I wanted to say sloppy and then slop. I don't know that it came out like a longer word than it needed to be. Slovenly. Anyway, I said slovenliness. I'm like, yeah. is that even a word? Oh, I just, yeah, I nodded. I assumed if you said you, it, you're it like, was mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll accept this. Mm-hmm. But no, this guy, is this guy like... Is he worse than, is he going to be worse than Mark and Nikki of Mark and, like, of Mark, of Mark and Nikki? Well, that was a whole different dynamic because he just replaced one wife with one that looked like a new one. And she was barely 20 years old and he was 50-something. So they had that dynamic that was father-daughter that these two don't have. So yes, it's the same kind of idea, but it, with the Mark and Nikki, there was that one more layer of, I'm also your dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. One more layer of abusive behavior. Mm-hmm. So, but he, but I don't know, Bilal is trying to act like dad. He's trying to act like dad to her he and is. it's creepy and it's weird. This is J-Lo's evil husband on Enough. That's who this is. What is this? This is J-Lo. What? Is Guys, this is J. This is J. Lo's evil husband from the movie Enough. Yeah, I said it. This I just think him. of sleeping with the enemy and the clothes in the closet. This is and the- Julia Roberts like jumping off the pier and swimming to safety and whatever that movie was. Yes, and like flushing her ring down the toilet, but then it comes back to haunt her later because he finds it in the drain. Oh, <laughs> anyway, that's going to be Shida. She's going to be flushing her ring down the toilet, like running away, swimming through the water, jumping off of like boats. Oh my God, you guys, please let that not be her. Please let this all be just a joke we're saying on a stupid podcast because mm. I am actually scared for her. Anyway. They're getting ready to go to this thing. She's drinking her latte over the sink for fear of being lectured again. She says, Bilal has been lecturing me pretty much every day. I feel like I'm getting a lot of lectures. Um, He's been single a really long time and he needs to lighten up. I think he has had everything his way for too long. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. Like Mm -hmm. you're right on all of those counts. So, but how are you going to do that? Look at this guy. Look how he's treating you immediately getting out of the airport, taking you to a van, taking you to this house, the whole, everything since then, he's a nightmare. 
This is a horrible situation. And so what happens in the car kind of just follows suit. They have this. It's all about it's. He has to be the one 100% in control. And we saw on the very yep. first episode before we even met her when his sister and his ex-wife were like, yeah, I mean, he's really something. Good luck to this girl. I mean, uh-huh. they they know he's, he's yeah. he doesn't deserve to be in a relationship. No. He can't act no. right. No. He <laughs> to put it mildly. He southern phrase he can't act right he can't act right Mm-mm. you don't act right Deontay. Mm-mm. you don't get to <laughs> you don't get to do things on your own anymore you don't get to date prisoners yeah so you don't act right nope you don't okay anyway he doesn't act right in the car but who doesn't act right to him is shida because shida basically after this little thing they talk about that he she's like i'm nervous to meet all of your people today mm-hmm. i'm meeting your ex-wife i'm meeting you know just She's met people so far, but this is even more. It's a big day, and she's she is also a nervous person, and I can see yeah, that. Yeah, she's in coming her. into a whole and, new family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, give her some consolation. Bilal, instead, every time she's nervous, like, will your mother like me, or like, you know, what do you? He's like, well, I don't know. Blah blah blah. Like, he's just awful. Yeah. And introducing yeah, so her, everything's going to be great. They're going to love you because I love you. Everyone's, exactly. Yeah, he doesn't do any of that. He's just like, well, yeah, you have to prove yourself to everyone. Good luck. He's like, yeah. And then he's like, and also I might suggest that you get that booger out of your nose. And so this is him and his just hilarious pranking. And <sighs> gross. I don't know. But before she kind of like taps him on the back of the head, like, ah, like, stop playing with me. Stop talking about boogers in my nose. I was like, do you think he does this a lot? This really kind of undercutting, really juvenile joking that like nobody can really say anything to, but it's like cutting in your, into your looks. Yeah. I think that is it. And then she even said, she goes, I don't understand. This has to be like American humor. Like, why do you joke about like a booger in your nose? Like that's gross. It's not funny, which is how I feel. I think that's gross and not funny because I'm just generally grossed out by everything, but I don't think it's funny. And I think that you know, okay, so when you're, when you're with somebody and they do stuff like that and, you know, you think they're, like, wonderful, but you think that's kind of gross, you could go, okay, that's gross. And she does say, I don't get this humor with you always with this joke about the thing in the nose. And that's what she tries to say. And then kind of, like, taps him on the head, which, you know, she shouldn't do. And then she kept on with it, and he's driving, and I don't like that. You know, I, I get it that he was annoyed by that. I get she was annoyed by the comment and did like what she would do with her brother, or like tap on the head. But then when he said like, hey, don't do that. Keep your hands to yourself. And she kept doing it and he's driving. Then I was like, okay, I could see where he would be like, listen, I'm driving. You want to get in a wreck. Don't do that. Like I got, ha- I got how it got there. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't getting that she should stop. Or that he was really mad and he wasn't getting that the first one was a joke. Like, I see how it got to that point. Mm-hmm. I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I see where he might go. I'm going to pull over. Let's talk about this because, like, I'm trying to drive. But not like I'm going to pull over and let you out and you can Uber. Like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's the thing. And I don't know if I'll have the words to really explain how I felt about it. But I think it got there because... Of him though, because yes. of him, because he, it, it not, and she, she did something he didn't like. He was annoyed 
Absolutely. You know, you're annoyed. Your response is your response. Then you you have your argument from there. All of us in couples, if we have been, if we are, if we will be, we understand. Yeah. Like you do get into these weird little things. Yes. You know, we had Andre and Libby, Andre grabbing her phone out of her hands. Remember? Yeah, oh, yeah. And it was like in the car and everyone was like, oh, my God. Like he like you shouldn't be doing stuff while, he, you know, somebody's driving. Yeah. Exactly. However, he wants to play games when he wants to play games. Yep. And he wants to write the rules. He wants to be the only one playing mm -hmm. generally. He doesn't yes. even want to play with other people. Right. He just wants to, he wants to play with them and then toss them aside. He doesn't want to play fair ever. And so I can tell she doesn't understand. They don't know each other that well. Yeah. You know what? Nine, 10 days together. She doesn't understand where the line is because he doesn't draw one or he keeps crossing it by mm -hmm. doing these like huge big pranks to her and then saying you have a booger in your nose when she's nervous. And so she's joking back in her way. And she says, it's my culture. We hit each other in the back of the head like, oh, you, you know, yeah. whatever. And he's not he's not then saying to her, OK, this is all because we're joking like this and that, like explaining, yeah. helping her understand like. But then I wasn't joking at that point when I said, do you not know how to keep your hands to yourself? So he's being a total asshole. He's mm -hmm. the one in charge. He can play games. She can't. She's confused. And I think her confusion about how to joke with him because he's being so terrorizing to her yeah. with his joking is what got them there completely. Yeah, and it's I not her actions. Yeah. It's completely about his response and also her just being uncomfortable in this situation completely and not knowing how to act. You're exactly right. They don't know how to joke with each other because they don't know each other well enough to know how to joke. So he makes a joke at her expense. And so she's like, okay, come on. And then she made a joke back about something, but that's, yeah, they don't know each other well enough. And so it went too far. And then of course he has to take it 10 times too far because he's a controlling asshole. You know, right. And he can just say he he should have just explained very clearly like, hey, I know you're joking, but don't touch me. Like, I don't think that's funny. And I didn't like that. He said, I don't know where you come from, but where uh -huh. I come from, you don't put hands on people. I was like, what do you mean? You don't know where she comes from. You met her whole family. That's rude. That's, exactly. That's condescending and rude. And like, I don't know what kind of gutter you crawled out of, but we don't do that where I come from. I'm like, uh, okay, what? That's the tone of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what low kind lowbrow low situation you come from, kind of like horrible family. That's exactly what you're saying when you say, I don't know where you come from, but yeah. And it's, you can't go immediately there when somebody, unless she's allowed to do the same. When, if, if he's like, oh, that booger in your nose, she, he, why doesn't she act like, hey, listen, I don't know where you come from, mm -hmm. but in my country, that's considered violent language. That's considered an asshole who says that language I mean, because that's where he goes. He right. goes to you're being violent. We're going to get in a wreck. Uh, he, he doesn't say it like, come on, come on. Oh my God. You know, he just. Hold my hand. I'm joking he, or nothing. He is in, he is in charge of escalating. He is in charge of where all of these situations have gone. And I just am so terrified for her because she does not know how to handle it. She is genuinely confused and bewildered when he pulls over, when they pull over, they get back on the road. He pulls over again to dr uh, pick up his kids and he doesn't say a word to her. And I know this behavior mm -hmm. when someone who just goes silent and then just like gets out of, he just gets out of the car and she's like, oh, are we here? Are we, 
Mm -hmm. Oh, is this, she thought they were at the mosque. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, oh, he's getting his children. Oh, okay. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, am I watching under the banner of heaven (laughs) with one of the wives who are scared? Because you could tell that she's just like, he's in charge. He's in charge. And like, I need to act right now. And so she tries to be calm and be friendly when they go to the mosque. And she is so nervous. She does see his mother and her mother, his mother seems to be kind or at Mm -hmm. least cordial to her. And so she prays beside her. But afterwards, Bilal, he, he, oh my God, he's so enraging because he walks around shaking hands with everyone. Keep in mind, guys, there's a full camera crew here. Yeah. Everyone knows what is being filmed. Right. Everyone knows why she is there. This isn't a random situation where people are just like losing her in the woodwork. And he purposefully leaves her by herself the entire time that yep. they're socializing at the end. Yeah. And I could have just. Just punishing her. I could have just killed him. Mm-hmm. Not really. Okay. Well, somebody, uh, a monkey sent me I'm, a note I, and was like, God. you know that, uh, you know, they were married in 2019. And I said, I didn't write back, but I was like, yeah, I mean, we've seen, and he, they said, they indicated that they were spiritually married, but I don't think that they have been physically married since 2019. These are not two people that have been married that know each other at all. I, they only, he, he said they only spent nine days together total in yeah. person, mm-hmm. but, and he's been, oh, they've been getting to know each other by him apparently lecturing her on the phone. She said he did a lot of that. And, put, and putting him, himself against um, a white wall so she couldn't tell how he lived. Exactly. Against a blank white wall, not talking about his money, his money. Oh, I just, the, him leaving her alone at that thing afterwards, I felt the social anxiety yeah, in my body. Same. I was like, oh, that is awful. No matter what kind of argument you just had. Yep. I agree. This is the first meeting for her in your community. So he's an asshole. Then he takes her outside and he still makes her meet the ex-wife because, oh, that's important. After you just ignored her completely. The ex-wife is very sweet. You know, they're, the both of the women, are they act right. They know yeah. how to act. They have class. Yes. They say, we'll talk again. Peace be with you. They say their greetings and goodbyes. And Bilal then walks Shida back to the car. And in the creepiest uh, scary movie kind of walk of death to the car he's like we will be talking later about what happened in that car mm-hmm. and uh we don't need to do it now but i will need to address this later with you and then he goes and drops her off at the house mm-hmm. before he takes his kids to practice like she is the bad child who needs to go think about what she's done on a right. timeout. totally this exactly. is how he's treating her yep and she does yoga and like tries to calm down and then apparently gets ready for this whole date night. And I read on, what, what was it on Vulture maybe, that if you follow the 90 Day Fiance Twitter account, during the episode, they live tweet. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. the actual 90 Day Fiance account. Yeah. and But they reveal more stuff that went on behind the scenes typically. Uh-huh. So if you follow them during a 90 Day show, it's kind of fun. You'll find out more about certain scenes. And they tweeted that, this date night was actually their first, it was supposed to be their first ever one-on-one date. And it was probably supposed to be filmed. Mm-hmm. And in Trinidad and Tobago, apparently Shida's family always had to send a chaperone along with them. So they'd never been out on 
a date by themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was then threatening with her later. Mm -hmm. Well, like, she's she's living not, there and I'm they're sleeping in the same bed. So I mean, but I right. get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it was I think it was supposed to be like filmed about like them going out in public or I don't know. Anyway, it sounded like they were trying. It was sort of supposed to be a big deal for some reason. Anyway, he comes home and he's like, "Well, I need to talk to you, young lady." You know, you're you're back from your time out, I see. Yeah. So you've gotten dressed up in some kind of costume. <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to get a consequence tonight or if we're going to let you have your privileges of having a date with me. Yeah. And then he proceeds to tell her all of the reasons why he didn't like her hitting him in the car. Some are legitimate. Some are completely pompous asshole statements. Yep. She, um, he never apologizes for his own behavior, his own reactions the way he acted at the mosque, nothing. She cries and, and sincerely apologizes. And he's like, okay, it seems sincere. All mm -hmm. right. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? You just, you need her on her knees in supplication and subjugation at all times. She needs to be worshiping you and repenting for things she's done against you. And that, that's why I, this is where in my notes where I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is one of those God figures. This is one of the, this is a narcissist. Yes. We call a lot of people narcissists. Here's an actual one. Here's an actual <laughs> one. This is somebody who doesn't one. actually consider anyone else ever. A person. Uh -uh. And he, I, I really am thinking a lot about what if they did have a kid, she, she would have to feel so blessed and favored that she was able to have a child with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that having a child would be the worst thing for her and uh, for the relationship or whatever. Right. I mean, she would feel, she would have to feel indebted to him forever for blessing her with this joy of being a mother. I mean, you know, I, I really hope, right. I really hope that even if they were together through this, that watching it back, perhaps, because a lot of people will say that on reality TV, that they watch it back and they're like, wow, I really didn't see how bad I was. or I didn't see how bad I was being treated till I sort of saw it on television. That's what I hope. I don't know what their current status is. And um, I try not to. I do. hope that's true, too. I hope so, too. But I don't know. I don't. She 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 deserves better. She's she deserves better. That's it. it. She it yeah. It's a Dateline episode waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a cult waiting to be built around Bilal who thinks he is God, and it is um, Shida is the only member right now, and it sucks for her. Yeah, I want Shida if she's listening or if someone knows Shida, tell her to go read the poem "Wild Geese" by Mary Oliver. Go read the poem "Wild Geese" by Mary Oliver like 10 times today and then pack your bags and get your backside home because yep. um, you are worth so much more than this. And I don't want to get too serious, but the, the, he, he makes me like terrified the I way agree. he treats her. I agree. Yeah. He, she's got to be hands clasped, bowing before him. That's the position he wants her in metaphorically mm -hmm. in the relationship. And it's Lula. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Mary Payne with breaking news from the Pink Shade Journalism Desk. We have secured a place in Chicago. Woo-woo! Thanks to Bunky Mila for helping us out with all of this. So, June 11th, 4.30 to 7.30 in Chicago at Rock Bottom. 
That's right. That's not a euphemism. That's where it's going to be at a restaurant and bar called Rock Bottom. The address is 1 West Grand Avenue in the River North area. Okay, June 11th, 4.30 at Rock Bottom. Click the Eventbrite link to um, RSVP. There is a small fee because we have to offset our cost of the place, which is charging us. But, you know, that's Chicago for you. It's uh, dollar dollar bills, y'all. There is a, a discount code for people that are on Patreon. So if you're on Patreon, you will find that there. So click the Eventbrite link and you're also going to get special swag for attending. It's so cute, guys. I can't wait for you to see it. All right. See you there. And just DM us or send us an email if you have any questions. Thanks. Okay. And a lighter note, Kara and Guillermo. Everyone's ah. telling me it's Kara. So we're going with Kara. Okay. So it's not Kara. Kara. Got it. Okay, we're going with Kara. So they're in Virginia living their lives, and Kara is at the point in the 90-day fiancé season where she's got to take Guillermo out to be grilled by friends. So that's what we do. We after, go to After another being brewery. grilled by her family, and after, she right. terrified him of her uncle, who was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> who was like, hey, saw your Instagram. Thumbs up. Like. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the kids say. So... Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, but they're going to this place now where this friend is actually uh, coming to play. Like she is, she does want her fifty dollars Amazon gift card. So yep. Yep. she decided to write her questions out to review her script beforehand. And I'm like, who is this best friend who is acting like she's old and wise while she's clearly still shopping at Forever Twenty One? Mm-hmm. Listen, like, go to a brewery on a Saturday afternoon, and you're you know below thirty years old. Don't give me any advice, girl. Don't. No. <laughs> I'm not taking advice from you. Not today. Mm-mm. Not today. Mm-mm. Not today. Nope. There might be a day. Today is not that day. Mm-mm. No. But so Kara is acting like, well, we're all here to talk about Guillermo and how immature he is. I'm like, this kid, he has been through, I bet, more in his years and more responsibility, more hard decisions, more tragedy more just life changes than any of them. And they're all like, well, he is a little young. I mean, I was a hot mess when I was that age. I'm like, yeah, because you were like spoiled adult child, Ariella or Emily. You weren't like Guillermo. He he is from a war-torn country that he fled. Yeah. And went to an island and made his own life, own job, own everything. Yeah. You know, so he's a very wise 23-year-old for sure. Yeah. And once again, in my notes, and I'm going to write it every week, and he needs his own laptop. All caps. <laughs> he needs his own laptop. Justice for Guillermo and his laptop. Uh, every week, I'm going to say it until okay. he gets one. All right. I need to see that by the end of the season that he has his own laptop and get him his own little earbuds or his headphones. They don't need to be a brand name. Come on, Guillermo. It's the least you could do. So anyway, uh, she's she's also talking about how she has these jealousy issues and she looks through his phone and 
He says, one thing I don't like about her is that when she goes out, she never wants to go home. She's mm -hmm. always the last one at a party. And I know how the evening's going to start if we're going drinking. She's going to drink too much and we're going to end up arguing. And she's not going to remember anything the next day. So he says all of this, both to camera and then to Kara's friends. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're talking about all of us. So, I, I, I feel personally um, uh, victimized by these statements. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am also that person that never wants to leave that wants to be the last one nobody wants to be the first i'm always that person and you i'm are, always I am, I am and i'm also like it doesn't matter if we just have one more drink let me tell you what in my case it's always always a bad idea it's never once ever since i was 16 years old ever been a good idea Yet somehow I, I packed you into the Uber out in Arlington. Do it. Like we're gonna go and get an Uber now. That's why in June when we have our Chicago meetup, it is from four thirty to seven thirty. That's it. <laughs> then Mary Payne has to go bye bye. <laughs> we have to. We have to go to a different location. We have to go to a different moved location. To a second location. Yes, that's right. Oh, the, like the victims we are. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so back to them though she talks about her jealousy issues and she says he, he says she threw all of my clothes out the window you know when we were back in yeah. where were they? dominican republic yeah. like betty broderick style yeah. setting your clothes on fire in the yard that was funny and and she's like yeah i did because i looked at his phone and um he texted me one time a picture of the moon and said wish you were here and he had done the exact same thing with another chick in the past and he was like yeah, why are you looking through my phone? And it turns into a bigger conversation that is not that interesting, but it's kind of interesting. Why do they look through each other's phones? They both look through each other's phones. That they both look through each other's phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I think if you're both doing it, fine. Fine. If you're going to look through my phone, then I can look through your phone and then we just keep everything a secret and put it on our secret laptop. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think we've not seen Chris Watts? I mean, the murderer next door, ding dong, I'm the murderer. I mean, remember how he hid everything on the different secret apps on his phone? Yeah, I think you need to be able to text your girlfriends and talk shit about your spouse if you want to. <laughs> I, I, I do. Thought you meant, I thought you meant if you're the guy, like you should be able to text your girlfriends. No, if you're a guy, <laughs> you should be able to text your guy friends and talk shit about your spouse if you want to. That's true. I agree. I think if you are having a bad moment with your in my case your child or your spouse you should be able to text your friend about it and not feel like somebody's gonna look i mean if you're on the phone someone's not always listening i feel like texting is the same thing now i don't think you should be yeah saying inappropriate things or cheating things but if you just want to like chat with your friend about how much you hate your husband that day i think that's private I think so too. And if you want to do it on a podcast, sure. That has <laughs> thousands of listeners. That too. And you know what? That that too. You that's your prerogative. Mm -hmm. Private. It's private. It's private. It's just a private conversation between Mary Payne and I. We've never said anything on here that we regret. Not, oh my not gosh. Not this week yet. Not this week no, yet. Don't speak too soon. There's yeah. probably something already that's happened. Okay, so all right, so they talk about whatever, checking each other's phones. I don't know. I'm losing hope for these two. I don't get this. I, I am. I'm losing hope. <sighs> I will get it. I probably will get it back, but I am losing a little bit of hope. I don't feel like she's ready to be serious either. Like, they're just, 
Disagree. I get married and divorced. No. You know? uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't say that. I know. I'll let you believe in love still. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about Muhammad and Eve. This is super quick this week. This is basically one scene. And it all happens in a bathroom with a plumber right there, like four feet away, listening to the entire, listening to himself being talked about like Jerry the Rapist. I cannot. Four feet away. Over this guy. What are you doing? (laughs) Who is this man? This man cannot be here. It is getting creepy. Is the man? You have to go outside. This is not appropriate. His voice is so scary. And he always has that Property Brothers smile. His teeth, his lips never close over his teeth. Where is the man installing? My butt washer. <laughs> you need to leave your own home. I am so he he is so, he is so creepy. You just recapped the whole section. Thank you. He is so creepy. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh my god! I'm starting it to the the mad cackle. I I'm there with you now. I really enjoyed him at first. I was like, it's very relaxing listening to this guy. No. And now, now it is the sixth sense. I see dead people. It is creepy. I picture a fully dead person behind him with an axe, like in her head, just like in sixth sense. Like, cause that's the tone he has at all times. Like yeah. something horrible is happening. Yes. Or it's about to happen at any minute. <laughs> Is about to happen at any second. Oh my God. When he comes, he's always smiling too. It's like, quit smizing. Yeah, what that's what doing? I'm saying. It's weird. Oh my God. And Eve is just already kind of like, look, I work all day. <laughs> I come home. I just got more ketchup to squeeze onto your plate for your tater tots later. Yeah. You know, thanks for watching Theron. Theron is seems to be enjoying himself and then the plumber comes to the front door i'm like uh where where is muhammad in the house that he doesn't hear the doorbell see the cameras answer the door follow her and him down to the bathroom and know that there's a bidet being installed for him for him for him <sighs> i know he is like what is going on in here and he doesn't understand any kind of tone or sarcasm, which is often difficult with language barriers. That's yes. one of the most difficult things are idioms and sarcasm yes. and tone of any kind. So I understand that, but he really doesn't because he's telling her these rules. Like you can't be around a man even. And she's like, even if you're home, like in my own house, like what's happening. And he's like, no, no, you have to go outside the house. Yes. And aside from him speaking as if he's putting a Jedi mind trick on her <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. He doesn't hear what she's saying. Cause she's like, Oh, well, I mean, there's all these rules. Like, how do you think I get things done without you? How do you think I've gotten things done beforehand? He's like, I don't know. He's not hearing any of it. And then she goes, I mean, should I write down a list of all these rules? Or There seem to be a lot. And he goes, yes, <laughs> yeah, 
You should write on land. That would be a good idea. She's like, yes. I'm not a Muslim woman, so I don't have to follow these rules. He's like, but I'm a Muslim man, and this man in the bathroom <laughs> is installing the toilet. This plumber is like, I mean, I hope he is enjoying his time on this show because he was he, he's the hero of the scene. He is just bent over. He's wondering why he's even been called here to install this portable bidet that you can apparently install with like a Fisher Price yes, wrench. Yes, yes. So it's not like some kind of, but nobody can do it. So here he is, and he's hopefully getting paid well to do it. And he's going to hear himself being talked about as if he is like a, a home intruder also. Yeah, totally. He's like, what if he's not a great guy? What if he's not okay? I'm like, he's right there. He's right there. He's right there. You're just you're how about, gesturing how about you to t- him and you can almost touch him. How about you talk to the plumber? It's your toilet. Why don't you sit in there with the plumber? Yeah. There, you there. fix your own toilet next time. Here's a solution. Anyway, I say the answer to this is that Eve, go get the Angela list of Angela and Tony. Yes. No prostitutes. Uh-huh. No drugs. Uh-huh. No extra money. Uh-huh. <laughs> no texting bitches. Right. In the motel. Yeah. No cell phone. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, she needs to get that list from Love After Lockup, Angela's Fridge. You you can get it as a magnet from the Pink Shade store. Mm-hmm. Believe me. And just go ahead and slap that up there and be like, here's your list. Yep. So, anyway, next week we see some kind of bikini debacle. And I'm like, did he, what, what's happening? Because you would think that they didn't talk about any of this before he came over, but that's not true because she had been, she'd experienced his culture. And, and she had also talked about having more modest clothes and stuff when she was cleaning out her closet. I'm like, this is all fucked up and weird. Yep. Anyway, save Theron. Save Theron. You know, <laughs> he's fine. He will be he's, okay. He's, he's doing fine. He's out there playing the the uh, just dance on the dance, Wii. Dance. He, he was having a great time. Oh man, I played that once. I couldn't walk for like a week. Oh no, you can't. You can't. Bu- you can't bust those moves over the age of forty. Nope. <laughs> oh my god, nope. the moves they want you to bust. I'm like, that's a cartoon character. First of all, do you know what? Do you know what those moves are? Is that a human being? Do you know what those moves are? They're Mama Plath elbow. Elbow, step ball change, step ball change, elbow, elbow, step ball change, step ball change. Yep, that's what they are. That's right. To Beastie Voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you guys, let's take a break and then come back with Patrick and John and Tice. All right, we're back, and we've got to talk about the love story that um, I'm invested in, the love story for the ages, the Martin Scorsese movie that needs to be made about these two Boston brothers, just with a long history in an Irish family that we know there's some generational trauma going on, but also yeah. a lot of love. Yep. It's the movie that needs to be made. It's Jatrick. <laughs> it's John and Patrick. Yeah. Oh. And I mean... I know that everyone's got a lot of opinions about Patrick. Um, and well, I mean Pat, not Patrick. Patrick and Tice. You're, they're the couple we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, and we will reluctantly. Um, but d- d- people have questions about John and his drinking, his dependence on drinking. I. That's a very close issue for you and I. Mm-hmm. So we 
I mean, I'm sure we both, I'm sure have thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. I will say though, like overall, my take is that these two brothers have been through levels of abuse and trauma that she talks about having a bipolar mother, mm-hmm. dad being estranged, things like who knows what went on. And they've taken turns taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe John took care of Patrick when he was the little brother yeah. and maybe shielded him or protected him Yeah, in some really important ways. When you, when you become an adult, then you look back on and yeah. maybe Patrick is doing that now for John Yep, at a point in his life. It may be like an uncle Bo transition point in his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where he needs to live on property Correct. And he needs yep. to do some simple work for the family business. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know, uh, whatever it's called. Installing home, so- home security systems. Not yeah, home invasion home systems. Home security home systems. systems. <laughs> home invasion systems. Home security systems. And and maybe that's how it's going. Mm-hmm. I kind of see that. And I and I think, I think Patrick right. is, is probably fully aware of John's struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, I don't think Tice is aware of anything, including Patrick's own history or why they're so close or that their bond cannot be broken. I, I, I think we learned a lot this week that Thais and Patrick are a lot closer than we thought they are. I mean, he'd been there 14 times, he said. So I I think that they have a very close relationship. I think that she does know a lot about the family and she probably does know that on his days off, John does drink in the morning. I think she does know all of this, but I think maybe she thought he'd be on his best behavior once she got there. And I think this whole um, thing of like, well, I live here now and this it's going to do this in my house. I think that's a little bit for the show. I really do. You do. I think it's a little bit possibly planned out like, Hey, let's kind of make this conflict, you know, at the beginning. Um, I felt it was a little bit active, not him. I don't think he was, but I think that they sort of planned like, Hey, we're going to make this like a threes company thing. I think going forward, they're going to get along better. I, the, the drinking may continue to be a problem or the partying him wanting to have That'll be a problem. It'll be a problem. Yeah. But I think that we got to really see sort of the bond between these two brothers. It's not so easy as kicking your brother out. I think what I didn't uh-uh. think about it, but I think what you're saying is exactly right. John may be in a situation where, he needs to be with his brother for his own protection, you know? And they're, and they're, and probably his brother's happy to do it because of their history mm-hmm. and the fact that he is, has his own business now. And he's also had his own fall from grace with mm-hmm. the steroids yes. and the Olympic stuff. And right. so I think they're bonded together in a way that is not, yeah, it's not just for the show, like, oh, look, he lives with me to save rent. No. Yeah. yeah. To see two guys okay. like, talking seriously and kind of like Mm -hmm. having a little tear and all this was, you don't see that very often. I mean, it's an unspoken thing between them, I think, but they had to sort of say it out loud because they're like, this girl's coming in and Mm -hmm. I want to marry her and she's going to be my wife. So you've really got to get on board with it. And they really kind of had to have that conversation. It was very moving. The whole thing was very moving. It's, it's the departed part two. Mm. Where are the other characters? Where mm-hmm. are the other actors? Can I play a uh, Marty? Can I, can I play just a, a cameo of a bag lady? That'd be fine with me. Mm. I, uh, I need yeah. a movie to be made. It's, it's being made in front of us anyway. Yeah. So compelling to me. We have to start at the beginning though. Mm-hmm. First of all, they get home. So Thais comes home, she walks in the kitchen and John's like, 
totally, you know, he's got his walls up. He's playing on his phone. He's like, hey. But then he's like, oh, is it time for champagne? Like, let's get the champagne out. And he pours everyone champagne. And Don't he's forget like, about the puppy. Oh, I know. I'm going to I'm gonna say. And then they do like, <laughs> cheers to family. Then we also meet Theodore. Well, we met him. She meets Theodore for the first time. I love that his name is Theodore. <laughs> yeah, I'd like an explanation. <laughs> I, I, I would not. I think it's better even without an explanation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, Theodore. It's like the full proper name. And he looks like a little Theodore too. And she's like, oh, I mean, how could you not walk in and just be, I wouldn't need anything else. Mm-mm. I wouldn't even care which one of them I was marrying or anything. I'd be like, whatever you got, whatever. I don't care about that. I just want this dog in my lap all the time, period. I think it's very sweet that he's like, we're going to be out working and she can't do anything for a while. So it's somebody to keep her company. I think it's very sweet. And that dog sweet. was much more of a nugget than we realized. That dog can't be two pounds. Uh-uh. That dog is like, I'm very scared for that dog out in the wild. I'm scared. Like, maybe- John's going to step on it. I know. <laughs> I'm scared a steak is going to fall on it and splat it down like Wiley Coyote. I know. Dang. A steak, a flying steak could kill that dog. So that steak weighed more. <laughs> yes, flying steak. Theodore, watch out. Watch out. Okay, so Theodore is so cute. And she is very friendly with John at first. She's like, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It's good to see you. And they toast and everything's fine. And then Patrick's like the most awkward ever. He's like, "Uh, she's going to take a shower and you might want to turn the TV on like really loud if you can. And I'm like, okay, the two of you are so awkward. The fact that you have to say that to him is so cringe. And the fact that John isn't just getting up and leaving and going somewhere, even just to take like a drunken walk around the neighborhood. Go upstairs. Take I don't a, know. Take a nap in your room. Cause obviously like his room is upstairs because I think yeah, Patrick's got the master bedroom on the main floor. And so yeah, just go upstairs or something. Don't yeah, sit right here. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh, the, but the two of them just need, they really do need someone to give them social skills. So, um, yeah, it's completely strange. Then we get the next day and we're supposed to think this is morning. Now, everybody is debating this because the clock on the stove or where, the one that we could look at, the digital one, said three o'clock. But it could also be because they can't figure out how to program their stove. However, yeah. they do run electricals. <laughs> like, they do run digital the house is pretty security pretty immaculate, don't, so I would think I'm they sure. would change the cl- the clock if like if the power went out, they had to change it. Um, oh, so okay, I didn't notice that, and yeah. I didn't have time to watch it twice. Okay, well, that's a great point. Okay, gotcha. But it it might have been more like eleven or noon. I think even John yelled that at one point, but it was kind of intelligible. He was like, "It's a, I can have a beer at eleven or something like right. that." Yeah, so, right, right, right. right. Anyway, they do try to make it into this whole da 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 da. Yes, current references. It is they do try to make it like Three's Company thing, except with two dudes, and it gets really strange because John is obviously quite buzzed, and so when he starts like riffing and joking, it starts coming out like not great where he's like yeah she should be making breakfast for you or like when he flips the steak and it falls and she won't eat it because it was on the floor he's like aren't there people starving in your country and i'm like oh my god like oh this is where the drunken nightmare kicks in of course i'm I'm like put it back in the pan and just get that dirt off it's fine girl i would have eaten that steak you know if those guys were there by themselves and there was no thais 
back in the pan it goes, eating it two seconds later. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Also, if they're making steak and eggs, they need to make it all at the same time. It doesn't need to be like courses coming out 20 minutes apart, but whatever. I think John almost setting the house on fire, the thing beeping, him not even realizing the uh, alarm was beeping, like all of it. Yeah. I don't think it was really planned out beforehand. <laughs> like good yeah, old steak and eggs breakfast. Yeah, I think so. Oh, God. So then they just keep they just keep the party going because later that evening they go out to play mini golf and it's also one of those like self-serve beer places. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, Oh God. Okay. All right. Let's, let's do this. The car can drive itself. Great. Mm -hmm. So they um, play mini golf and it seems like things are at least the, like the break in the ice. It's not like a Shida and Bilal nightmare where nobody's having fun. They're, They're all playing the game. Some are with it more than others, but they're at least laughing yeah. and having fun. And then John and Patrick, Jatrick, they sit down at the picnic table and we get this scene of them talking like truly and again to each other in different states of sobriety. So that can also bring on emotional um, reactions that true. are enhanced mm-hmm. or in, in sometimes not even true, but it seems like it was true. It was just like also being affected by that mm-hmm. because they basically we find out John and I have, I have a real soft spot for this guy. He is, he like really, really loves Patrick. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I think is in fear that Tice is going to, break them up and that's like his family like that's it's like yeah. a um our it's like Binyam's sisters it's closer than just sisters you right. know what i mean like right, i think right, he right. has a real sense of like being a parent at one time to patrick and now patrick helping him and it goes really really deep they both tear up when they talk about how they share a bond of having a tough childhood Patrick tears up when he's just on camera by himself. And he says, I really hope that Tice can get to know John more. Cause I think when you know things about someone's past, you can understand them on a deeper level. And he starts tearing up, just talking to the camera in his interview. I'm like, Oh my God, these guys are killing me. I think that is a great point because I think probably Tice knows a lot about his childhood and what he's went through with his scandal that he brought upon himself and his divorce and all that. So she knows a lot about him, but she probably doesn't know a lot about what John went through as a kid or taking care of his brother or how he dealt with it. Or maybe he's also divorced or, you know what I mean? Like we don't know his backstory. So I think, you know, I think the point was good. Like once she really gets to know him and see what he's been through, then you could really understand somebody you could understand why he's so tough exterior, you know, yeah. I thought that was a great point. And, and, and same, he, he could get to know her and see what she's been through, you know? That's yeah. right. That's right. Do we think John has got some kids out there somewhere that he is not able to see right now? That's a high probability. I, I think it's a very you high probability. Initially that, cause we were talking about his accent and stuff, which is so funny because mm-hmm. one is so Boston and the other, you know, cause um, Patrick yeah. has lived other places. I, I I don't think he has any kind of speech issue at all. I was you don't? Really, I think there's really watching this week because you had said okay. that. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to investigate a mouth hole more than anybody. And I was really, really paying attention. And I think that probably when we've seen him, he's been a few beers in. 
And that in, addi- so in addition to his accent, maybe that's sort of what you're picking up on. But I think that, yeah, these two guys have been through a lot. And Patrick somehow has come out on the other side and created this business and has found this woman that he loves. And now he's trying to help his brother do the same because probably John helped him, like you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, it's giving me Mystic River. It's giving me the town. Um, It's giving me someone crawled out of a neighborhood and is trying to help the other brother. And it's, oh my God, you guys. I would love to know everything that we can know through a TV show. I hope that they're okay in real life. I, like I said, soft spot for John. Hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> in terms of their storyline on this show, I think it will be played up quite a bit about John and Tice not getting along. Yeah. I hope it doesn't turn, man, I'm getting the, <clears throat> I'm getting the frog. I hope it doesn't turn into like a nasty thing. No, I think it's going to totally redeem itself in the end. Oh, I think in the I end, so. I think in the end, it's going to turn into a love fest. That's what I think. Oh, please. Okay. Can it be, it can be like Tijatric. Tijatric. Okay. <laughs> That's too much. It's too much. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So let's talk about Jabri and Miona. We'll close with them. Mm. Really, this week was all about mother Jabri. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people have a lot to say about what went down. So we have Jabri who is now, um, Jabri of the pink dyed hair mm-hmm. and Miona who is still committing to those sunglasses on top of the head, much mm-hmm. like Angela and Michael, mm-hmm. except it's not readers and sunglasses and a hair clip and a pencil. Did and you a see, uh, did you see on the Ola uh, Instagram pink shade at pink shade pod? The old uh, Angela video where she posted herself dancing around in a Buick Skylark convertible in a ball <laughs> gown with her nipple tattoo just in full display, rubbing herself up and down, yeah. hashtag Johnny Depp, hashtag crybaby. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got a Buick Skylark in a field with a trampoline in the background. What is happening? Girl, Stop. No. She tries to do these sexy videos, and half the time she's like, grandkids, get out of the frame, get out of the frame. She's like screaming at one of like the thousands grandchildren who are, yeah, running around at a trampoline in the background or whatever. She is rubbing her body and like, <laughs> Michael, suck on this. <laughs> I'm like, what is, God bless. And then it's like, hashtag Johnny Depp. I was like, what? Johnny Depp doesn't know you? Stop, girl. You don't know him. Take Johnny Depp's name out of your mouth. Come on now. <laughs> Johnny Depp and Angela are so would be so crazy together. I mean, he, he would get a kick out of her. That's for sure. Those two nut jobs. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. All right. Let's move on to these two nut jobs. Okay. Jabri and Miona. Sorry. So Miona, sidebar. she's got the glasses on top of her head. Yeah. And she is in her room just being bored as shit because Jabri is allegedly out quote doing his music i'm like on the street um on the corner at the county fair on on the iphone in his car what's happening what are you talking about out doing his music i think he's doing like what we've seen these clips on um instagram or wherever they've shown where they're like making their music videos and he's like shirtless in a cvs banging his head on the card swiper and you're like what He's like at a pharmacist at CVS banging his head on the card swiper with pink hair and no shirt on. Like, that's not how you get your prescription. Stop acting that way. They're not going to wait on you. <laughs> that's how I'm going to get mine today. <clears throat> I'm out. He's like, give me my extra bucks. Slam, slam, slam. 
what are you doing? I I haven't seen those. Yeah. I guess that is what he's doing. He's out filming like his portion of some crap video. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyway, he's out doing his music. And so in walks Mahala. That's Jabri's mother, Mother Jabri. She's coming in to do a scene with her future daughter-in-law or current daughter-in-law. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. So Miona is like, hi, with all of the charm of Miona. <laughs> and Mahala's like, I see you tried to clean up the room. Just Mm. all passive aggressive. And then she's like, so I thought I'd show you how to do laundry because that's what the producers told us to do today. Mm -hmm. So do you want to gather your basket and come down? They go down to do laundry and it turns into it's the laundry is just a way to get them into this conversation. It turns into her picking up very obviously picking up this shirt of Miona's and being like, what is this? Is this like for your head? Is this like, uh, what is this? And Miona's like, it's a shirt. And she puts it across. It's like a crop top. She's like, mm, okay, well, then we go into this whole thing where Mahala takes this opportunity to tell Miona she's, she's a very smart girl, but she might want to dress a little more modestly because people around here really don't dress like that. And you know, I just want people in Rapid City to understand who you are and not just um, maybe the impression you're giving. It's this whole, I don't want people to think this, mm-hmm. but you're telling her exactly what you think of her. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's so condescending. It's just like, how many of us have gotten this speech, you know, this horrible speech? You're mm-hmm. a smart girl. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to come off that mouthy? You're mm-hmm. a smart girl. Do you really want to come off like that because of the way your outfit looks? It's like, oh my God, Mahala for real? Is this who she really is, do you think? Like, is this her? Mary Payne, you don't need to use those bad words. Mary Payne? <laughs> I didn't like it when you said blowjob on your podcast. Why would you say that? <laughs> Mary Payne, you're smart. You don't have to talk like that. Um, yeah, I felt exactly. that. I felt it with every core of my body being from the deep south. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And I don't know if Mahala really feels like that. She seems to be a pretty enlightened, educated, smart woman with a medical degree of some sort. So I can't imagine that she really thinks that. And I don't necessarily think that Miona is dressing like that to go to the Wegmans, but maybe she is. But I mean, those tops. Who cares if she is? You'd be cold. You got to put on a coat to be in the freezer section. I I don't know. Can we talk about how Jabri is dressing to go to the Wegmans? She should be more offended by what he wears. He seems, exactly. to be, he seems to be mocking his own culture. He seems to be wearing these get-ups to make fun of where he's from. So I don't really quite... I, like, I don't people know might stare at you. Yeah, People might judge you. People might stare at you. I'm like, have you met Jabri? What are you talking about? Nobody's going to stare at her. They're staring at him. Because I'd that's like what com- he wants. I'd like to talk about Mahala's glasses. I was staring at those. I didn't oh enjoy. God. I didn't enjoy them. So we could all be judged for something. <laughs> yeah, we sure could. So it's just really cringe and awful. And Miona has a great comeback. She's like, "What? I have confidence in my body." She's very. She has very much Yara energy here. Yes, 
Totally. Very Yara. Yara energy. And I, I really like it when she's like, what? I want to wear this. And I say, fuck everyone else who doesn't understand. Hmm. I'm throwing this in the wash. What is a stupid laundry machine? Only have hot and cold. We do exact temperature. Oh, like I just, she is just gives no fucks. She's like, I, she did, says, I didn't need instructions on how to flip hot to cold. No. I got it. <laughs> Mah- Mahala doing this whole like the big speech with her. It just makes her want to move out of there sooner. And she's like, Jabri, can you please come home from doing your music so we can move now? Okay, thank you. Did you think? Did you feel this? She's was not here for it. Fake, fake, or not, or what? What did you? Think? I thought it was. I thought it was like half and half. I think Mahala does have these feelings, and her she is. Uh, she does have these like super cringeworthy, miso- internalized misogynistic feelings, and it's yeah. very difficult to like just witness a conversation like this. Yeah, and and I think she gave away her Trump card when she said, and um. You know, when you're around my horn dog husband Brian, uh, yeah. can you please dress a little more modestly too? Throw on a robe when Brian's in the room because he can't control his boner. That was like, uh, okay, there you are, there you are, Mahala. That's what you're scared about. Okay, yeah. all right, we get it. And you know what? It is her house, and she can say those things. When you go over to when you're in anyone's house, it's their rules. When the Americans go abroad and they stay with the families, it's the family's rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Memphis, mm-hmm. Miko Poopy, me not supposed to go sexy in the bed. <laughs> she know? Because it was mom, mama's rules. So, <laughs> Miko. I'm laughing at you, me not go sexy in the bed. <laughs> me not go. You fuck too fast. Me no like. Oh my god you normally you fuck fast 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 fucking <laughs> one two three that's it <laughs> that's how many funny. times you fuck before no no go sexy in the bed no go me poopy oh <laughs> me pregnant oh i did like how whoever told us that i think we talked about it last week that patrick's portuguese is like me go poopy <laughs> me no sexy in the bed they're like his portuguese is not Good. I was like, she understands him, and he, going over there fourteen times, has done more than anybody on this show has ever done. They've gone somewhere for twenty six years and still can't speak a word of Spanish. <laughs> We're looking at you, Paul. That's right. We're looking at you, Kenny. Come on, and oh, we love Kenny. Kenny. But same thing. We're looking at you, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Same We're thing. looking at Kenny. Oh my God. So anyway, Jabri confronts her later. He's like, he's sitting down in his full getup. He's got a fanny pack under his arm, mm-hmm. si- you know, sideways. It's, he's ready for his influencer close up. Mm-hmm. And his hair has been changed to pink for his new, you know, pounding it against a Wegmans, whatever. Like yes. Said, what, or a bank. I have to find that for you. Machine. Yeah. I have no idea. I've, I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it's on on brand for him. <laughs> so he's he's there in his full regalia to talk to his mother about judging his fiance's regalia. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so like what are we doing here other than just like shaming Miona for having breasts and wanting right. to look pretty and wear cute clothes and acting like Jabri is going to be because because Mahala, as she gets into the conversation, she does turn it around on him. She does the therapist kind of turn around. And sure she's does. Like, I don't think this is really about laundry. I don't think this is really about you being angry with me and what I said to Miona. 
I think this is a problem with you and Miona. And he's like, ah, mom, stop doing the Kung Fu therapy on me. Ugh. And I'm like, I was like, that wasn't too hard to figure out. She just turned uh-oh. it completely around. I mean, yeah. A, a third grade education figured that out. Yeah. I know. He's like, stop twisting my brain. And, but I'm like, okay, you, you got one little brain cell in there to be twisted then, if yeah. that was twisting your brain. But he is upset because he's being treated like a child. He's being treated like a child because he acts like a child. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a circle. It's a yes. cycle, whatever yep. you want to call it. Like he's like, oh, mom, mom. I'm like, oh my God, this is a teenage tone totally. right here. Totally. <laughs> you you know it well. It's mm-hmm. a teenage tone. Yep. It's mom. And then he's kind of confessing things to his mom like, well, you know, Miona does want a big wedding and she does want to move out and, you know, she doesn't understand about finances. So he wants to like half throw Miona under the bus with his mom. Mm-hmm. And he wants to act like his mom's treating him like a kid mm-hmm. when she gives him advice. And that she's also being mean to his fiance, who's a grown woman and can make her own decisions. So it's like, what are you doing here, Jabri? I think they're living in mom's house. If mom wants her to cover up a little bit in the den because dad can't control Agreed. his boner, fine. She can't. Oh my God. So what you need to do is move and solve all those problems. There you go. Answer. Exactly. Then you don't have to be like, oh, why are my parents coming down so heavy on me? It's like, because you're living with them and you're also trying to make them disgusting frozen meals. So stop it. <laughs> yes, right. Fake. fake anyway. Fake, fake. All fake. It is. It is. And we see, I mean, I don't know. This is going to go on and on. We do see clips from next week where Emily and Kobe are back with us. They're fighting over who's going to drive the car. Uh, we don't know when this pregnancy scare is going to come up, but I'm just waiting for it yeah. every week. I'm like, oh, my God, when are we going uh, to get to this nightmare? But Kobe, I don't know. Just don't do us that dirty because we need you. We yeah. want you. We're here for you. And um, that's it. That's it for this week, though. I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff, but there was no. so much to cover. We'd go on. We'd go on forever if I. Ugh, there's so much. We could talk for one hour about how much we hit Bilal. We, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, we could do a live show just about Bilal <laughs> <laughs> with like slides and everything, oh, screenshots God, galore. Oh my God! All right, you guys. So next week, um. We'll be back with Beverly Hills, 90 Day. This week, uh, like I said, I'm going to have an interview with Paige from Love in the Jungle on Patreon. We're going to be finishing up Temptation Island and just continuing our start of the new season, season four of Welcome to Plathville. That's on TLC Tuesday nights. That's tonight. Set your DVR. It's on demand on TLC Go, I think. And it's on Discovery Plus. Of course. As well. So anyway, it's all the places. And Mary Payne, that's all I got. Oh, I have something Anything to tell else? you. Yeah, Lydia, yeah. Lydia Joy Plath now has an Instagram. <gasps> she's dropping. She, is, she's dropping a new single. She is should. she? Is it? She's. Is she doing like how great thou art mm-hmm. solos? Yeah, and- she's got a new hit single coming out, and it's going to be the hit on all the airwaves. That's what's happening over there. It's called my bedpost is my partner. <laughs> We have to go. That's terrible. Okay. All right, you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for rating and reviewing. Bye, Mary Payne. Bye.
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 